Hello everyone. I just wanted to come on here pretty briefly and talk a little bit about who I am because great news. There's a lot of new people in the Living Loud podcast group on Facebook, which is really exciting. I'm super excited. Um, so I just wanted to kind of fill you guys in and tell you guys who I am, what's going on, how everything is going to work here, etc. So my name is Shanae and I am a few things, as we all are, right? Multifaceted, of course. Um, first, I'm a Taurus, Capricorn rising. I have a Scorpio moon, Aries Mercury. So feisty and powerfully uh, opinionated, <laughs> but also um, some of my trauma shows up as not wanting to show myself or be myself or... Um, express myself. And so I'm still working through that. That is why my podcast is called Living Loud. That is why um, the group is called Living Loud because I'm working through that. And this is one of those ways that I'm trying to do that. So that's where the name comes from. And also because I do believe um, as an astrologer that your personality is a very important, unique part of you. And if you are shy and um, that's what you want, then that's great. I'm not telling you to, uh, you know, that you have to be like loud and rambunctious and crazy just like, just like I need to be. That's not the point at all. It's just not being shy for speaking up for your, for your purpose, right? It's for, it's for you. It's what you want. It's what you want to do. And if you are quiet and shy, that's awesome. You still have a place in the living loud community. It's not about being loud. It's about living loud, right? It's about doing the things that you want to do instead of, um, you know, not instead of not doing those things because, because you don't feel like you should, or you can. So welcome to everyone. This is a place where you can be yourself and you can share, uh, you know, you can share your things that light you up. You can share what makes you unique. You can talk about things that you like to talk about. Um, you can share your own content if you want. Um, you can, you know, give value in this group. You can, you can do anything like that. But I just want to make sure that this doesn't become a place where we're selling things. Um, you know, it's one thing to be like, you know, here's a, you know, here's my thoughts, um, and here's, and here's something that I want to celebrate. And it's another thing to say, um, this is what I, um, am offering and please pay me. So those are different things. And that's not exactly where this group is trying to go. Uh, especially while it's small like this, I'm going to leave the, uh, post requirement, um, or post review requirement off. Uh, but if I have to, I'll turn it on. So just so everybody knows that is a thing that I'm willing to do. Um, but I don't really want to. Well, I don't have to. I don't want to give myself new things to, to do. And I don't want to censor this group uh, too much and, and unless I have to. So yeah. So okay. So I'm an astrologer, like I was saying. And uh, the way that I like to use that is to see it in action over time. And I think it's really cool to have conversations with people about their life and about what's going on with them because I, I mean, while I find astrology interesting, it is more interesting to see it playing out, right? It's not, it's not that exciting for me to just like memorize what things, you know, quote unquote mean, right? Like, 
if you have Mars in a certain sign, like, just memorizing, like, what is Mars in Libra like? Like, yay, that's fun. But if it manifests in you as passive aggression and not mm-hmm. being able to make a decision and letting other people be the, you know, the, the ruler of your, um, of your motivation and your drive and other people's opinions are stopping you, like, and we can discuss that, well, hey, that is a heck of a lot more exciting, a heck of a lot more interesting. And obviously, I could just make a bunch of YouTube videos talking about what Mars and all the signs are like, and and you could go and seek them out, and hopefully I'd give you some value in that way. But instead, I could just have cool conversations with cool people and we can figure out kind of like where it goes, right? Like we can figure out what it is that you need to talk about. And so that is what I like to do. And that's how I like to do astrology. There's all kinds of different different types of astrology. There's um, astrology just for personality. You can like focus on relationships. You can focus on career. I personally like to focus more on career and uh, what we view as kind of limitations and limiting beliefs. Um, Some of the things that I have around limiting beliefs are like, for example, my Mars is in cancer, which makes me, um, makes me cry when I'm pissed off, which is really annoying. (laughs) Um, But it also means that I have to feel something in order to do something. And sometimes, actually, most of the time, I just feel fine, right? I just feel fine. On average day, I just feel fine. And just feeling fine doesn't really motivate me. It doesn't really excite me. It doesn't really get me you know, fired up to, to put the work in, we'll say. And so it's nice to know that. It's nice to see that in action. It's nice to know that, you know what, I'm going to have to just ignore that if I want to have consistency. And so that's just an example of uh, some limiting factors that I have found in my life that if just left unchecked can really um, stunt my growth. And that's what I really like about it. So that is what I'm doing currently. Uh, I also, in the past, have been a boudoir photographer, which I am not necessarily not doing. Um, I'm not super actively growing any business with that. I have the skills. I have the camera. Somebody approached me. They could certainly pay for that service. Um, and in the past, I've also worked in fashion. And um, I was a shoe specialist. I love shoes. Uh, women's shoes specifically, I don't have any any history in men's fashion. Um, love, 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 love women's fashion, though. Love shoe sales. That was super fun. I loved, enjoy, I enjoyed very much talking about the different shoes, different brands. Um, I, I just did. So that's kind of where I was in my past. Um, not necessarily leaving it behind, just not really profiting or anything on that right now. That uh, is just something that I have done. Another thing I also really enjoy doing, some of the easiest money that I ever made, like, I don't mean like the money was really good. That is not what I mean at all. But what I do mean is like, it was super easy for me to show up and do the job because I had a, I had very little, um, like friction, I guess, like emotional friction or mental health friction from that job. Um, well, that was being a florist. I actually really loved being a florist. There was something really magical to me about um, 
someone coming in and spending their hard-earned money on something that they knew that was gonna die in just like a week right these were fresh cut flowers we also sold plants um but that didn't have i mean plants are great don't get me wrong i love plants but they didn't have that same kind of magic um, involved because they knew that this was gonna die but they still wanted to give it to someone that they loved. And I thought that was so magical, so beautiful. And I thought it was kick-ass that somebody wanted to pay good money, like $100 or <laughs> sometimes even more than $100 sometimes for something that I created. It was the first creative job that I ever had. And it showed me that, you know, even though I didn't make a lot of money and if you're not, I don't know if this is true for all florists, uh, operations kind of felt like if you weren't the owner um, then you probably weren't going to be paid that well I don't know if that's just a sad truth about the florist industry or if you do bridal obviously I would imagine they're paid pretty well but it kind of felt like that was the case I really enjoyed it though I thought it was super super magical in a very cliche way perhaps but still really really cute really cool it was really cool to see that you know creativity can be paid for um, because before that I was kind of under the impression that like art doesn't sell art doesn't pay and uh, I mean I'm I'm 30 so I'm not super old old I'm not super young I'm I'm in the middle I would say but the reason I bring that up is because back in middle school we used to do the interest inventory profilers it would just like answer this really long quiz of like what sounds fun to you what's something that you would enjoy doing and most of the time they would come up with with um different examples of like types of jobs that your personality would be uh would would enjoy and mine always came up with artist first which is interesting because as a capricorn rising that means that my most public house my 10th house is libra and Libra is ruled by Taurus, and so it is about beauty. It's, it is about relationships, definitely, um, but it is also about balancing components. Um, and so it's interesting because Libra is known as um, a great sign for lawyers who have to, you know, balance relationships and, you know, contracts and find justice and, and all those things, which Venus is really good is really good for but also things like architects um anything in the beauty industry typically is ruled by libra and taurus um, because of venus and um other things like architecture um, interior design all of those things require a balancing of different components photographers definitely and so my most public house is a creative supported like it supports a creative or an artistic person and Capricorn as a sign is also pretty um, creative Taurus ruled by Venus also creative right beauty oriented and so that's really interesting now I also have the midheaven which is our it's a concentrated point in a natal chart that shows another level or another layer or another component of how a person wants to be seen in the world, which for me is not in Libra. It is in Scorpio. And that's a, that's fucking annoying <laughs> because signs that are right next to each other don't really have things in common. 
they are not the same element, they don't have the same modality, which means if one of them is um, a starter sign, then the other one can't be a starter sign, right? It's not something that initiates. It's probably, if it's initiating sign, the next one is gonna be a holding sign. It's gonna be a stable sign. And except for Capricorn and Aquarius, the next sign to any sign is not ruled by the same planet. So they don't even have that in common. And so it's frustrating when you have that happen. Um, a lot of people have this. Um, the majority of them live a little bit more north or south of the equator, just based on how the planet is rotating on its axis. That's how seasons work, blah, blah, blah. When that happens, depending on the time of year that you're born, you can end up having multiple things influencing what you need out of a career. And this has happened to me. It probably happened to you if you're not, you know, one of the few who is lucky enough to have your midheaven inside of your 10th house. You are very lucky if that happens to you because you'll feel a lot less conflict on what you want and need out of your career. Now, anyways, Scorpio is known as an investigative sign. It is one of the most investigative signs that there is. Scorpio has the ability to be very penetrating, very focused, and um, it loves a good mystery. Unfortunately, a lot of mysteries can hurt, can like, you know, really hurt you. <laughs> so uh, Scorpio can be very suspicious in that way because they don't want to be hurt. They're, they're an emotional sign. They don't like to, um, to show it, but they are. They're a water sign. So essentially... When I would do these interest inventory profilers, they would say artist first. That makes sense. Libra on the 10th house. That makes sense. And then they would say investigative second. Now, in these interest inventory profilers, when they would talk about an investigative career, they would talk about things like um, science, uh perhaps criminal justice, mostly in the detective or forensics areas, um, psychology, that's a really big uh, investigative one, um, stuff like that, right? And I can see myself doing that. I could see hypothetically in the future when, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you guys, I'm still new, new to the astrology field. Um, there's so much to learn. You need to spend decades uh, learning astrology to become an expert. That doesn't mean, of course, that someone who's been studying for a, you know, a few years is not able to help people. Obviously, of course, I know plenty about astrology in order to help people, but I'm not an expert by any means. I can see myself, though, quote unquote, mastering astrology, whatever that would mean. <laughs> like there are literally people who have been um, astrologers for 40, 50, 60 years, and they still learn new things every day. They still are doing research. And, and I think that's so great. But I can, I can see myself perhaps uh, transitioning into psychology and doing psychological astrology in the future, uh, potentially. So I can see those things going together. Anyways, the people who have split midheavens and 10th houses are usually the ones that need to have a very creative solution to their career. Now, if you are like me and you have a earth sign rising, which if you don't know your rising sign, save yourself the hassle of being in this group or listening to this podcast and not knowing. You need to know. There's no reason not to know unless you don't know the time of your birth, in which case I feel for you. I'm really sorry. Do your best to try and get a hold of it. Call your mom, call your dad, call your um, aunts and uncles, just 
whatever you can. If you have to call the city office to see if they have your official birth record on file, call the hospital. I don't even know, man. I, I do recommend. Regardless, though, if you know what time you're born, find out your rising sign. I'm not going to talk about that much more this episode because it, it is just, it's fucking important. Do it. If you're interested in astrology at all, your rising sign is going to give you a lot of information. Now, if you know your rising sign, if you have an earth sign as your rising sign like I do, and I will talk about the others in just a moment as well, so if you're not an earth rising sign, that's okay, stay tuned, that means that you have air signs in your workhouses. So you have Aquarius in your second house of finance, and you have Gemini in your sixth house of environment, you have Libra in your 10th house of legacy and public life. So that means that you've got intelligent signs or, or logical signs on your career houses. This also means that you've got twin signs. So you'll have Libra on the 10th house, Gemini on the 6th house, and even though Aquarius is not a 10 is not a twin sign, it is a sign of the many, right? So this is this means that you likely have many different avenues of making money, many different opportunities for making money. It's probably going to be difficult for you to choose just one thing. You might need to have something that's like, "Oh my gosh, I cannot work in the same place, I need to have a change in my environment, or I need to be doing something totally different on a day-to-day basis, I need to have some variety, I need to have the freedom to, to make money the way that I, that I want to make money on that any given day. And when you have Libra in the 10th house, again, be more mind-oriented, certainly about beauty and creativity, balancing components, like I've already said, but this means that you have an airway of making money. You need to be incorporating or at least acknowledging that those things are important to you. Now, if you have a fire sign on your rising sign, that would be Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius, that would mean that you would have an earth sign in your career houses. Now, I'm not going to go through all 12 of them because that would just be way too much. It would be way too long. That would That should be like its own podcast if I was going to do that. But that would mean that you would need to have, you would be, let's see, how should I phrase this? It would be very material. It would be very of this world, right? It would be most likely something to do with tangible products. Um, certainly somewhere on here, if you have a, a, an earth rising, I'm sorry, an, a fire rising sign, Somewhere, you're going to be trying to climb a ladder, boo. You're going to be trying to climb a ladder. You're going to need responsibility somewhere, whether that is in your finances, whether that is in your public life, like your your most public life, whether that's your career or not, um, or in your work environment, in your day-to-day in your day-to-day work environment. Somewhere, you are going to need responsibility. You are going to need Let's see, if wherever you have responsibility, you're going to, I'm sorry, wherever you have Capricorn, you're going to need to have responsibility. Wherever you have Taurus, you're going to have an ability to put in a lot of energy and effort into that. Wherever you have Virgo, you're going to be very critical in a, in a positive way, most likely. Usually that is a positive thing in a work environment, right? Being, um, having a good attention to detail. That's going to be good, especially if you have it in like your second house of finance. That's going to be like, hello, take care of people's money. Take care of people's um 
budgets and their balances, right? Like you have a good attention to detail somewhere. And that is a whole nother topic, I guess, Virgo's connection to um, Mercury and the earth and earth and and air energy. We're going to talk about that some other time. But the point is, is that it's going to be very of this world, right? You'll fit right in there. Having an, an fire rising sign is going to make that really, really nice. Earth signs love money. Earth signs, and I don't just mean like if you are an earth sign, you love money. That is not what I mean. What I mean is that earth and money are of the same. They are of this world. They go together. They work together. They blend together. They make sense together. That's what I mean. So what I'm trying to get at here is if you are an air rise, I'm sorry, if you are a fire rising sign and if you're not allowing responsibility to be important, if you are trying to be humble, stop it. Somewhere that is a, that has to be a thing for you, right? If you are a fire sign rising and you are not committing to something, stop that. It needs to be somewhere, right? Etc. And and the last example, if you are a fire sign rising and you are not utilizing your attention to detail somewhere in your work, you're probably not, how, how should I say this? You're probably not using that talent to its like best ability, right? So that is what that looks like. Now, let's see. Next would be air. If you are an air rising, that would mean that you have a water sign in your work, in your workhouses. So if you have water sign in your workhouses, you're probably emotionally attached to your work. It doesn't mean that's bad. Doesn't that's not bad. That means that you are probably very um you're exceptionally loyal somewhere. You might be exceptionally loyal to your own public life, to your own um, legacy and your own, uh, you know, career path. And nobody else really matters. Only you matter. That's okay. <laughs> That's just fine. You might also have that loyalty to your daily routines, to your daily work. You might be very fixed in those. You might not be able to just you know, be, you know, silly billy and spontaneous, right? That's okay. And being, hold on, and being emotionally attached to your, to your work or to your finances is okay as long as it's not getting in your way, right? Now, you would have Cancer, Pisces, and, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't say who the air signs are. The air signs are Gemini, uh, Aquarius, and Libra. So if you have um, if you have those, then you have water signs on your, uh, workhouses. So that means that you are going to be exceptionally loyal <laughs> to, to your work somewhere. Now it could be that you are very protective of your finances, right? It could be that you are very protective of your work environment. It could be that you're very protective of your career path and your legacy and, and like your reputation, we'll say. That's all really good. Those are all really good things. Of course, they come with their own complications though, right? Being emotionally attached to your work can be very difficult because when it changes, what do you do then? When people come and go, what do you do then? Right? When you start to become too emotionally attached to your work, what do you do if you get laid off? What do you do if you do get fired? What are you going to do in those situations? What are you going to do if your heart gets broken by work? Right? Right? 
So that can be some of the really good and really difficult things that can happen when you have an air sign rising and you have emotional attachment to work. It can be very frustrating to be so logical and so um, even detached, you know, in, in some respects. You could, you could very easily define yourself or be defined by other people as more logical, more curious, more mind-oriented, more detached, and be very emotionally oriented at work. And that could be so frustrating, right? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I like to talk about. Last but not least, if you are a water sign rising, that would be Cancer, Scorpio, or Pisces, then you will have fire signs on your work houses. So this would mean you have a lot of passion for your work. That could be in your finances, a lot of passion around that, and almost an unending ability to continue to work and work and work. You could be very driven by money. You could have a lot of value on, you could place a lot of value on money and you could work depending on which one it is, right? Whether it's Aries, um, Sagittarius or Leo and where they are and what combination they're in, right? Because it depends on what your rising sign is, which one is going to be where. But likely, you're going to have a lot of passion for that. You're going to care a lot. You're going to have a lot of energy to devote to it. Somewhere, you are going to make this very heart-centered. So having a lot of passion and a lot of drive doesn't mean that you're very self-centered. That is not what this means at all. It could be But usually, wherever you have Leo, could be in your finances, it could be in your career, like your legacy, your public life, it could be in your everyday work environment, you would make the show about you. And that's good because it's not about look at me, look at me. It's some of that, definitely it's some of that, but it's more about leadership. It's more about your heart center. It's more about spreading your love in the workplace, right? It's more about being genuine. It's more about that. Now, you also would have Aries somewhere that's more of an immature, uh, it's more of an immature energy, but it is, it's like, it's sparky, right? It's sparky. It's starter energy. It's great ideas. It's, it's not necessarily being able to finish things, but it is about having great ideas and enacting them right now before they're gone. Let's get moving. Let's go right now. Let's move. I want to do this now. And that's awesome, right? That's awesome to have that in your work history somewhere. The, the society that we live in currently really values that kind of energy at work. And so that's really great. That's really awesome. And the other would be somewhere you're probably very, um, how do I say, not altruistic, but very like morally oriented. It's, you're probably very, if you have Sagittarius in your work his, in your work houses somewhere you're most likely very um it's not so much that you are moral necessarily i i do think that sagittarius generally is more of a moral sign but it is uh very much secure in its opinions and it knows what it knows and it doesn't matter if you disagree they are so strong in that that they they know they're right. They know that they are right for themselves. And so having that energy somewhere is very uh, wisdom oriented, right? They have this knack of being able to just know that 
even if it doesn't make logical sense, this is not about logic. This is about it is not about intuition necessarily, but it is about almost like uh, following your instinct. And it's about always having a goal. It's always about knowing where you're going. It's about going forward. Maybe not not knowing where you're going, but it's about going forward. It's about um, knowing exactly that everything is going to work out fine and just putting in the steps. It's about, it's like a wildfire energy. So somewhere, again, this is all about passion. This is all about create creation energy. And so somewhere, if you have, um, water sign rising, if you have cancer, Pisces or Scorpio rising, then somewhere in, I mean, well, actually in all of your workhouses, you have fire energy. And that is a really nice thing to have in society these days. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't have its own problems, right? Imagine if you are, um, you know, having Aries energy somewhere, and you're having trouble finishing your projects. If you're having trouble delegating, because you just want things to be done quickly, and you know that you can do them the quickest, right? Or imagine having um, let's see, let's do another example. If you have, uh, like I have Aquarius on my second house, then that indicates probably getting money from a lot of different places, but certainly a lot of different people and a lot of variety of people. And so it's funny when people are talking about like niching down and having one thing that you do, it's not that that's wrong. It's not that that's not helpful. It's just that that might not be exactly right for someone who has twin energy in their work histories, right? They might need two things. They might need their creative thing. They might need their logical thing. And uh, for another example, if you have, um, let's say that you have Taurus in your second house, then you're going to really value spending your money. It's not necessarily that you're going to blow your money. It's just that you're going to buy things because you like them. And that's great, right? You're going to know what your values are most likely, and you're going to be willing to spend money on them. And if you have... um, Sagittarius on your second house, then you're probably going to value travel and and my and mind expansion and a higher education and turning your um, turning your activities and actions into uh, culturally oriented driven. Um, what am I trying to say? Like you're going to be trying to immerse yourself to create wisdom, right? So Sagittarius is known for travel, so you're probably going to like to learn from other cultures, go other places, long-term travel or long distance travel is going to be probably valuable to you. So anyways, you're starting to get the point though, right? Like the point is, is that depending on what your rising sign is, will show not only what you value, but also how you earn money, how you like, what kind of channel should you be earning money through? What should you be doing? Um, what kind of energies are you needing to blend, right? How does, not only that, I mean, there's so many other things too. What about your Mercury? Where's your Mercury? Because that's how your mind works. Where's your Venus? Because that's how you have relationships with people. That's how you like to communicate with people that you like and that you love. And that is obviously easy when you're talking about your partners, but what about when you're talking about with your clients, right? How are you with clients? And so anyways, there's all kinds of stuff, you guys. I cannot literally talk about this, you know, in just one episode because I mean, obviously this is decades worth of research that people put in, but you're, I hope that you're starting to see how knowing, like just seeing can help you kind of unlock the key and, uh, or the, yeah, I guess unlock with the key, um, of your chart to figure out exactly where your priorities are. And obviously you can just journal endlessly and try to figure this all out on your own, but there is literally a map. There's literally a map and you can spend time Googling this. You can spend time watching YouTube videos. Um, I mean, I have some great recommendations if you guys want recommendations, but 
the point is, is that when you actually have a conversation with someone and they can ask you questions and they can reply to you and they can say, oh, okay, well, I see here that you have this planet and this house and this is referring to this. Can you tell me a little bit more about how this has impacted that in your life? And you will see the light bulbs clicking and the sparkles in your eyes because they'll start making connections and you'll be like, oh my God, oh my God, that's why I'm this way. And then you'll start to see it, right? There's this, I don't remember who it was. I should probably look this up sometime because I talk about this kind of regularly. You know, when you buy a car, you start to see that car everywhere. It's proof. It's like proof. I don't know from who or what, but it's like, if you look for something, then you find it right now. That's not to say that you should be looking for problems all the time because your natal chart will show you sort of where you have problems, but it will start to help you see the solution that's on the other side of that problem. Once you know, you don't have to go through it all the time, right? Like I was saying earlier with me and my cancer Mars, like now I already know that uh, is a potential problem that comes up pretty like pretty regularly. So now I can just do, like do the solution, which is um, tell my um, tell my emotional self that I'm not going to feel motivated. So get over it. Right. And I know that seems like, well, why don't you just do that anyway? Why do you have to know about cancer Mars? Because before I saw that I had a cancer Mars, I just didn't, I thought I was just depressed, <laughs> right? Like I'm, I'm, it's maybe I am depressed. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I'm a millennial. It's one of our like stereotypical things that we supposedly are, right? But now I know, now I know that if I just sit down and start doing something, I'll get into a rhythm and it'll be fine. I'll have momentum. That's great. Same thing happens with energy timing, right? So when Mars goes through my 12th house, it's hidden from me. Well, I know when that's going to happen now. I know when that's going to happen. I already know that I'm not going to feel very spunky and excitable then. So now I can plan ahead. It's not a small time period that Mars is, is hidden from you. It's six weeks. It only happens once every two years. Not to say that for the other, you know, 90% of the time in those two years that you're always motivated. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying when I know Mars is going to be entering Sagittarius, I can plan for those six weeks to be low energy and my whole life doesn't have to derail like it used to. <sighs> all right. I better take a breath. Jeez. Tell you that Aries Mercury, it'll get you talking. It'll get you talking, talking, talking. You mind will be going too fast. Your mouth can't keep up. Your mouth keep going. Your mind's not ready yet. <laughs> so, anyways, we're at the uh, 34 minute mark. I better get the hell off here so I don't take up your entire day. So, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this today. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, I highly recommend that you get in there. All you got to do is go to my link in my um, bio if you have me on Instagram. If you don't have me on Instagram, do recommend. It's at S-H-A period N-A-E period L-Y-N. And then you can go to the link in the bio. You can check it out. The community is listed right in there. Um, there's also, hey, I also have 50 plus uh, growth oriented journaling prompts. It's based on your uh, nail chart. You don't need to know anything about astrology in order to get value from these journaling prompts. And since there's 50 of them, you can do one every week and it'll last you for an entire year. There's a ton, a ton, a ton of value in that. It's totally free. All you got to do is put in your email. I promise not to spam you, but if you get tired of my emails, all you got to do is unsubscribe. No hard feelings. Doesn't matter at all to me. I have unsubscribed from people that I absolutely love interacting with on social media. It's not a big deal. So not going to take it personally. Go check it out. Get that value. There's no reason not to. It's so easy. But that is what I have for you today. If you have interest in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, all you got to do is send me a message. You can either 
send me um, a DM on Instagram if you don't participate in Instagram or Facebook. That's cool. Just go to my website. It's going to be linked in the show notes below. All you got to do is go to the bottom, I think of any of the pages. I think they all have it on there and you can just put in an, a little uh, note to me. It'll get sent right to my email and I can uh, follow up with you. So yeah, gosh, what a good episode, huh? I know I rambled a lot um, and I probably was... I don't even remember what I introduced this episode as, but um, I'm glad we talked a, lo- a little bit about um, how the career signs work. That was really cool. Didn't realize we were going to talk about that today, but glad we did. So anyways, see you next time. Later, Gator.